What's up, bees? Hello. Welcome to the Brit on Blast podcast, where we put everything and anything on blast. What's this week's roundup, Britain? This week, we're talking about discipline, uh, something that isn't that complicated, but a lot of people struggle with. Um, and we're going to talk about the areas in our life that we're good at having discipline, and then sometimes the areas that we struggle with and are lacking. like to pick a word that's like a thing for me that I've noticed I've yeah. been doing accidentally so for like I would say like a year and a half ago it was abundance I feel like that was a really trending one we made a candle about it and then I kind of traveled into the consistency lane and then I was traveling home and was like discipline hit me square in the face so um, we'll talk about that a little bit. I just think that like now that I'm at the point that I'm at in my business and and that I do have the consistency and I've had the consistency, it's how do you maintain that consistency? Because I'll tell you what, coming back from my vacation, I was like, let me just take a moment to regroup after spending seven days with 20 of my family members, like kind of that mindset of like needed a vacation from my vacation. But really as a business owner, you don't get that opportunity. No. And I feel like there's a level of craving discipline when you come off of a vacation. Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes why a reset is so important because you come back and you're ready for that routine, for those habits and for that discipline to come back into your life. Because we do as humans function on a way higher level when we're disciplined mm -hmm. and we have those habits. So I totally know what you mean, but um, sometimes it makes you just grateful for that. Totally. I think too, the other thing was like, everybody at the end of the trip was like, oh, we wish we could stay a couple more days. And I was like, not me. Yeah. I got to go ready. home. Like I, did you come back? Like, uh, did you find some inspiration or just come back? Like just ready to work so many ideas. Yeah. Like I just had so many ideas. And what I realized about myself, and again, we're talking about human design and we are going to be have having Tay back on the podcast this month. So we'll get more into that. Um, but as a projector, you know, we're supposed to have this like regroup time and this like downtime. But what I have found is sometimes that like, that downtime to me isn't actually like, like taking a nap. No. So I realized this week, like we were last week, we were go, 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 go. Maybe this is my learning. I learned a lot last week actually, but I think I was realizing, even though I'm a projector and I'm supposed to need all of this rush. And I do think that that's true. I, was very energized because like we were floating through a lagoon on Monday and on Tuesday we were golfing and on Wednesday we were scuba diving 35 feet deep. Like so cool. I, you, I swam with sharks. I'm terrified of sharks. Accidentally. <laughs> like, I was like, girl, you're in the ocean. We accidentally swim with sharks just depending on how far away they are. Look, we weren't that far off the shore. So I was like, okay. Cause I was scuba diving. I'm like, I'm really into it and I like it. And I like to go, I like the adventure. I like the, like, it's a little bit of an adrenaline, but then we got down there and the guy was like, go look in here. And then he like did a shark thing with his hands. And I was like, uh, 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 this is like my biggest fear. What is it going to come out of here? Like, don't get yeah. too close. Oh, <laughs> and my God. cousins are all swimming up to it. It was so fun, but I feel so rejuvenated and I was noticing like other people in our group were getting tired and I was not, I was like, we could, I could keep going right. like nonstop. Well, it's like when you go and you do something like that, you're living life to the fullest and like traveling alone just expands your mind. It expands mm. your brain and it makes you realize that there are so many things that are possible because you just see like, oh, these people live like this. Like, but when you're stuck in your routine and your just day-to-day -day life and you drive from your studio to your house and your house mm -hmm. to your studio and around Reno, your mind can get a little bit smaller. So yeah. I totally know what you mean, but it like just fuels you with ideas and inspiration and really like expand your mind for, to what's possible for your right. business and your life. It's yeah. just and like what you want. Yeah. But I know what you're saying when you say as a projector, you get energy, not just from taking a nap, like naps help too. Totally. But like doing those life experiences that you haven't yet experienced, mm -hmm. you know, which is cool. And just like this weekend I'm going camping and it's like, I am so excited. I know that will fill my cup a ton. Like just being so like, it's like, it's like creating that balance yeah, and making time for that because you, sometimes we think it's like a luxury or like we're not feeding our business when we take that time to go camping. Right. But in fact, it's full circle feeding your business so much 
and it's fueling it. Well, and we're one, three profiles. So we have to experience things to be able to like gain knowledge and then progress. And so I feel like that's also another piece of it where it's like for you and I, we do feel that way. Like I truly need to go experience and like be outside to like, I think that's why in winter it's so hard for me because it was hard last year for me to go snowboarding and I needed that. Like mm -hmm. I needed to get out and go snowboarding, but I couldn't figure out the time, nor did I want to deal with the people on the weekend. Right. Or sometimes I find that I don't feel worthy to take the time. Oh my God. Yes. I'm like, I haven't worked hard enough to take this time. And like, that's not the case at all. Right. And I feel like that's something I have to change in my, my mind. I'm like, I don't know where that comes from. It's just like this, like, you know, self-worth directly correlated to productivity but I'm like, sometimes it's like, and I feel like now more than ever, it is so apparent to us that yeah. it's like, no, this is the holistic health. And with discipline, it's the same thing. Like this is for the long haul. Yeah. If you want discipline for the long haul, you're going to have to make it a lifestyle, not just like a weekly thing that you're committed to. I feel that so thoroughly. And I want to clarify just because I had the time of my life and I feel so rejuvenated from being on that trip. I had paralyzing anxiety every single morning I woke up, like absolute guilt that I wasn't in my business every single morning and another learning. And I think I had like three main learnings. I think the one was like that I could rejuvenate myself by like doing things. The other one was literally the control over my mind. And that's kind of, I think where the discipline thing came from for me, like having a disciplined mind was really important for me so that when I woke up being like, the business is going to fail. This is going to suck. Like, I'm not going to make it. This is, it, is it. Like, is it is flooding? It fire? Oh my God. I was literally like, is it flooding? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if my product is even safe. Like I, in my first thought was like, okay, I have all of the jars on the ground. Those can start. like, you go through all of these wild thoughts in your head. Cause like, obviously I wasn't here and we were having flooding here in Reno. But what I realized was I could stop my thought process and be like, what is going well? Like, this is what is going well. What can I do to change the way that I'm thinking or like what is it? And I think about that too, because in dating, like I have a tendency to get fixated on the dating aspect of it. And as of recently, when I start thinking about dating, I literally just stop and I'm like, you literally don't need that. What in your business needs work? Right. And like you just redirect yourself. And so that discipline to be able to do that, like recognize that and do that was super powerful last it's week. I love hearing that because I feel like that's something that maturity brings in life, but also so much work. Like oh my the therapy that you're doing, you can go to therapy, you can take it in and it sounds great for the moment, but it's actually implementing what you've learned into mm -hmm. your life is the part that takes the work. Like, and so I totally know what you're saying as far as like, you have to reframe your, shift your mindset every single morning. It's not easy to do. The easy thing to do is let your mind go down that stupid ass track mm -hmm. and be like, you're gonna fail. Your business is gonna fail. Your studio's flooding. You know, worst case scenario, that's the easy thing to do. And just like, you're on a roller coaster, you're strapped in, yeah. let's go. And then you have a miserable time on your vacation. Yep. The hard thing to do is stop yourself in your tracks and be like, wait a second, we're not going down this road. I'm gonna shift my mindset. I'm gonna shift it to gratefulness. What is going right? Where mm -hmm. am I? Be present, all of those things, but it takes work. Yeah. And it's something that takes a lot of practice because the first time you do it, you're not good at it. You're like, wait, no. And you keep trying to go. Right. Back. But I've noticed that I'll be really good and consistent and disciplined for like a few weeks at a time. And then I'll have a week where I'm just out of control. Totally. And then I'm like, I need to get back. And it's so much harder to hop back on. So yeah. it's like being disciplined with your self-talk and your like the consistency of your mental health. And almost scheduling that time for you to fuck off. Like yeah. that was, that's what I'm noticing is like, I have all this guilt because there's all of these trips planned and all of that. But then when I was in the trip, I was like, yo, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I looked around at my cousins and I was like, this may never be the same again. You may and never have those people in the same room in this location ever again. My cousins are gonna start getting married. Yeah. They're gonna start getting engaged. They're gonna start having kids. Like they might not come next year. Like when the last time that we had all of us together, I don't even know. Like I literally can't remember. So why am I letting my business take over this wonderful opportunity I have to spend really? with my cousins who I love more than anything in this entire like, world. And I did this business so that I can do this. And I right. don't have a boss telling me that you can't go on vacation or that you have to be back or I need this deadline. You're right. Like, this is why I work for myself. The pros of being a business owner. Yeah. 
and yet it's taking over. And then to just go back to what we talked about a while ago, which was like when I napped, I got those big yeah. sales. Uh-huh. I got sales all last week. No, I didn't do anything. I probably had a sale a day and I literally did nothing to produce it because I had Lauren at home posting on our social media and like, I set up my business so that I can do these things to your point. So why am I guilting myself? Why are you holding yourself as a prisoner to your business when you are physically in the most beautiful place in the world with every single person who's the most important to you? Right. This is what you set yourself up to enjoy. Right. Like that is the dream. We talk about like our dream of being like having freedom of financial freedom, time freedom, mental freedom. You have done you've had the discipline to set yourself up for that moment. And then you aren't allowing yourself to be present in it because your mind is playing tricks at the fucking studio. Right. I I totally get that. That happens to me all the time. You just have to fight it hardcore and put the work in every single day. Yeah. But I think that that like everybody has to fight it. Like, and that's it. It's the discipline of being able to fight your own mind. And that sounds nuts, but like it really does come down to that. And I think the other thing, just lastly, before we go is like that disciplined mind carried into me realizing that like when people were being passive towards me and I didn't understand, I was reading between the lines, which I think, you know, I have a tendency to do. I think we talked about it, like as the oldest sibling, as the oldest grandkid, I think I have an empath and as an empath, like, I think I just have that. Like I just do that. And I'm a very observant person. I've always had to be to protect myself quite frankly. So, but instead of when someone had an issue, cause we're a big family and we're Hispanic and native. So it's a lot of passion. Gotcha. And so when people would get like passive about it. So what happens in my family is like people get passive until they get aggressive. And so, and there's no, you're in, like, well, there's, there's no in between. Yeah. There's just like a, there's, it's like a ticking time bomb. Like you're not really sure. But what I realized is I was like, yeah, I'll deal with the bomb when it hits, but like, in the meantime, if you haven't told me what you feel, need, or want, I don't actually know what you feel, need, want. So I'm not going to assume anything. I'm going to carry on. And then when you present me right, like an adult with what you feel, need, want, then I will go ahead and tell you if I can provide to you or not. It's exhausting constantly trying to gauge and read people's emotions, body language, what like true desires. You're like, you said this, but I feel like you really want this. It's so exhausting being someone that does that. I feel like it's like you're, I always go back to the phone battery, but like when your phone is constantly searching for Wi-Fi, it drains the battery. And so it's like, sometimes turning that off will preserve your battery life. I feel like that's how we are as humans. We're just constantly feeling out what people are wanting or needing. And in the meantime, you're not really truly judging what you want or doing what you want. I mean, we know a perfect example of what I just did. Exactly. I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm fucking turning my Wi-Fi off. Yeah. I'm going to deliberately connect when I get to my destination. (laughs) Bye. Guts to go. (laughs) Anyway, so um, lots of learnings. We don't have any events this week, so we're going to jump right into the episode. What do you think? So Britt, why intentional candles for mental health? Because building healthy habits around your intentions can have a positive impact on not only your mental health, but your overall productivity. I wanted to create a premium non-toxic candle that reminded my customers that life is complex and we can live in the and space. Talking about mental health and mental illness doesn't always have to be scary or depressing. Uh, Sometimes it can be fun and enlightening. We are wildly unique and expansive creatures as we've talked about on the podcast before, and we can be many things in a day. And sometimes we just need to light a candle to remind ourselves who the fuck we are and what we are capable of. I 100% agree with that. Plus your candles smell so good and they fill up my whole house. I hear you have something special for our listeners. I do. I have a little promo for our bees. Y'all can head to havenandflux.com and use code BOB20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. I hope y'all enjoy. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash angel phoenix productions it's
It's really not that complicated, but so many people struggle with discipline in their lives. And in reality, we all struggle in some area. No one is disciplined all the time in every area of their life across the board, but it's so important to create discipline in order to achieve achieve success and to reach your goals, especially your long-term goals. It's easy to be disciplined for a week, but it's like that lifestyle that we always talk about. Right. I think, and we'll get into this a little bit more later, but it's also important to make sure that you understand that your goals aren't necessarily always going to be get the master's degree. Sometimes your goal should be longer term than that of like, what do you want to leave behind in this world? What is the impact? What do what legacy, what is the legacy I think is the goal and the lifestyle that you want to live is more important because if I've learned anything in life, I thought I was going to work for that jewelry company for the rest of my life. I Mm -hmm. gladly would have done so. Yeah. And now I own my own business. And if you would have told me that I was going to own a candle business, I would have told you you were insane. Right. And so I think that's important that all of the details that get you to where you want to go are sometimes not going to be consistent. I feel like sometimes having a goal out in front of you, like achieving a master's degree or finishing school or something like that, it's like a luxury because you don't really have to think about anything else. Mm. You kind of have this like freedom to just stay on that one track and just push forward towards that. Like that's the easiest when you don't know where your life is going and your goals are, are as vague as and like we can talk about short term and long, maybe goal setting is something yeah. we should talk about. But when they're vague, like how do you want your legacy to be? It's it gets complicated, yeah, and it, it's emotional, and it's hard to figure out day to day disciplines from that big goal. It's so interesting because we, you know this was a conversation I had with my cousins, and they're all younger than me significantly. And one of them is eighteen; he just graduated. He's about to go to college. His mom can get him a free ride to USC because she works for the college. Mm-hmm. My, the rest of my cousins are all like got masters, are accountants, like did the whole one went to USC, one went to Purdue. Like they're all very like scholarly Mm -hmm. people. And I think that that's like this, that is the standard path that's like Mm -hmm. expected in society. And I obviously struggled with that. And my cousin Isaiah is like a lot like me. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking at him and thinking to myself, this kid is not going to succeed in school. And I knew that because of when we went scuba diving, I was realizing that like he really didn't have the discipline or like the focus to learn the way that this guy was teaching us. He needed. And so I turned to him and I was like, are you a tactile learner? And he's like, I don't know what that means. And I was like, it means that like, y'all let me help you out. Yes, you are. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> so that's a yes. Yeah. <laughs> And I wish somebody would have told me that yeah. about myself at your age. I right. said, it means that you learn by doing or right. touching. And he's like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like I have to do it in order to understand it. When we went under the water to actually do like what we had learned above water and just been told he was better than everybody else. But the above water stuff, he couldn't listen. He couldn't even focus. I mean, honestly, he was like off swimming behind us. So then we went to dinner that night and we're all drinking, having a good time. And my cousin who has a master's degree in like space science engineer, like the man is like, he's literally brilliant. Mm-hmm. He said something, he said a couple things, but he was like, you know, it's important that he like goes to school. Brittany, if you had just gotten a, like a, a degree, like, or a master's, then your path would have been a lot easier for your business. And I was like, I didn't fight him, but I was literally like, I want to be clear that no amount of education or experience could have prepared me for the shit that I go through on a day-to-day basis. Like, and I told my mom that, and she was laughing. She's like, so what would that have prepared you for having your jars stuck in a port because of a pandemic? Or like, no. what part of that would have prepared you? I can I cannot agree with you more on that. So I think that like, but he, you know, these people who have not experienced, you know, the, I, what I ended up telling Isaiah is I said, Isaiah, you need to figure out what you want your life to look like. The next step doesn't matter. Figure out what you want your life to look like. And then build your life around that. If you want, the man is going to want freedom. He's going to want to go surfing. He's going to want to scuba dive. He's going to want to adventure. He's an adrenaline junkie junkie. Figure out how to build your life around those things. You're like a therapist for him. I, I totally hear you when you say that because you know, the people who, and there's nothing against them. No. Some people thrive in this, but the people who know what they want to do, they go to school, they get their degree and, you know, whether it be finance or accounting or they become lawyers, mm-hmm. right? 
that has been their goal. They've stayed on that same track mm-hmm. and the next step has always been so clear to them and they know how to get there by doing the work and staying disciplined and getting there. The problem with that is they've never sat alone in their thoughts long enough to see how their life would really look. And they think that they want their life to look like, I want to be this attorney that makes all this money and has this nice house. When they get into the job and they start doing it, they're miserable. Yep. And so sometimes people who figure this out earlier, like your cousin with a little help from you, right? they have to face this of like, who do I want to be? And they don't have these like midlife crises that we see all the time. Right. And I feel like it's the harder thing to do. It's the harder thing to do is step out and start. The easy thing to do would be go get your master's degree. That would have been a lot easier. For Hell you. of a lot easier. And I know that because I freaking stayed on that track for a long time and then I was miserable. Right. And I don't use my master's degree whatsoever. And it's a f- big fat joke. I want to be clear. I told the kid, go to four years of college, get your degree as quickly as you can, and then move on with your life. If you don't need, and then by the end of the conversation, he was a little buzzed up. He was like, we were in Mexico to clarify. He's like crying. He was like the first time that he was able to drink like legally. So he was like having the time of his life. But I was like, I was like, go get your degree. You need it for clout. Like I didn't have a lot of the opportunity. I wouldn't have had the opportunities had I not had that college degree. Right but I didn't need to go get a master's. I realized that I wanted to make a lot of money so that I could do whatever the hell I wanted. And I knew that I could do that through sales. I think that sometimes people think that they have to have this, you know, experience or this credibility to start doing something that they want to do. Just start. You'll figure it out from there. I mean, look at the different businesses that we had. You went to fit You have all this experience in retail and merchandising and fashion. I don't but I just started my business and guess what? We're figuring it out. Yep. Same, same, but different. Right. Like you just, it's like, I don't know, just start is the biggest thing that you can do is just start. And the longer you wait, the, the longer. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is a moment where we should tell Whoa, dark night. Whoa. So, so we have a new setup. If you can't tell, well, you can't tell because you can't see. But can you hear the new setup? We can't see Christian, you guys. Oh my so God. we literally just have to like, we had to do a new setup and we thought that this idea would work where he waves the notes up around on the screen, but it just made us laugh our asses off. Okay, so, we're in segment three. We haven't even said the definition. Should we do that? Yeah, let's get started on the definition. Uh, <laughs> see a blooper, send a blooper. <laughs> okay, um, getting into discipline. So discipline is really a depressing um, definition. So uh, buckle up. The practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. So obviously like, I don't like to obey rules. So discipline alone for me is like really not a helpful thing. Um, But I do feel like I owe it to my younger self to like be the woman that I wanted in life, that I, the woman that I needed in, in my life. Like I do feel like I owe it to myself to try to give myself the life that I don't know how to explain it. But like, so mine is always like, what I do is because of, I'm trying to like be that better person for myself. And when I started to internalize my own like discipline, obeying the rules didn't seem like, oh, society wants me to do this, or I need to be disciplined because society thinks this, or there was no external, it was internal. It was like, I owe it to myself to be disciplined so that I can be successful. So I can be the woman that I dreamed of being when I was a kid. Does that make sense? No, 100%. And I also feel like you know, part of this definition saying use using punishment or correct disobedience. I feel like it's like consequences. Yeah. So like self-discipline for me comes from sheer consequences of not being disciplined. 1000%. Like you're saying, like once you internalize that and you do it for yourself, not because someone outside, you know, is telling you to do it. No one's going to wake you up in the morning and tell you to get out of bed. Like, it has to come from within you, but like the consequences for me are what keep me going and what motivate me and keep me on that track. So that is definitely like where 
I feel strongly and we definitely agree on this. And Mm -hmm. I think this is a big part of having a business, but it applies to everybody. So, you know, and I saw this reel recently and the guy on the reel says each morning you wake up with two things, a chance and a choice. And I've said my whole life, because I learned at a very young age that we all get choices and everything we do or are presented with typically provides us one to three choices minimum. So with each choice you are provided, each of those choices comes from, comes with a result or a consequence to your point. And like, it could be a good one or it could be a bad one. And you have to live with the result of those choices. And I think that's like the thing where we get into issues. Nobody wants to take responsibility for the choices that they've made. Well, you made that choice, whether you thought it was going to end up like this or not, you have to say, I did this thing. Starting a business was a risk. I knew it was a risk. I took that choice anyway, because the reward outweighed the risk in my opinion. And every single day that I'm scared, I have to remind myself, you made this choice. So how are you going to proceed and, and be successful in achieving your goals? And I have had to make choices along the way because of the repercussions of the original choice I made. Does that make any sense? 100%. Yeah. And like you are the one that made that choice and you are the only one that can continue on and can continue to make the choice every single day to push this business forward. Right. The consequence of not doing that is not, I mean, yeah, people might judge you outside, whatever, but it's you. It's right. And this is, this is how I feel. So I'm not trying to project this on you, No, 100%. but it's like, I feel like the consequence of not waking up and making that decision to move my business forward or to take this next step in business, which is another risk, right? Is that I have to wake up and live with myself and know that I'll be full of regret. And I know I've had that in my life. I've felt regret and it living with that is so much worse than the potential of failing right. for me. And so it's like, I am not doing this for literally anyone else. Like, obviously I want to make a difference in the world and all of that. And like, those are the huge major goals, but the choice every single day, like you said, you wake up with a chance and a choice. And that to me, the consequence of not doing those things is living with regret and letting myself down. And look like a choice provides you control over the situation. It gives you ownership. It gives you power. It determines a destination. That is the thing. So what is your destination? And by choosing what aligns with your destination, it keeps you on a path. A chance doesn't do that. It's fleeting and it's not hopeful. So you have no idea how that's going to work out. And I think like, you know, we talk about hard things, right? And you see, I'm sure there's some motivational thing on Instagram. That's literally like, choose your hard. Like it's hard to suck. Like it's hard to be well, I'm going to use working out as an example. It's hard to be physically weak. Okay. You can't lift things. You can't do things. Life is harder. Your mental health is not as good. It's hard. That is a hard thing. It's hard to go and push yourself for one more rep in the gym. But the result of that is so far superior than not working out. My mental health is better. I'm like more focused. I am stronger. I can lift 50 pound boxes of wax a lot easier. Like Little things like that. So it's like, choose your hard. Which one is it going to be? Because it's all going to be hard. That's so true. It's like, it's hard to choose the career that you want and to go after it and to take a step outside of your comfort zone. But it's also hard to stay in that nine to five job with the boss breathing down your neck every day. That's hard as well. So choose your heart. It's hard to eat healthy and make that decision every day. It's hard to be fat. Like you're lethargic. You can't get in and out of your car. Like it's hard. Choose your heart. All three of my cousins and I are gluten intolerant. Like one of them has celiacs. I think we all have celiacs, but like, quite frankly, I'm just ignoring the facts. It's hard. It's hard. Okay. That's a real thing that we deal with. And it was funny because we're in Mexico and we didn't have a lot of access to gluten-free options. So we were all like scrambling, trying to get creative with ideas. Were you sick? My cousin gave in and I did not. And I was like, I am not going to give in to any gluten because I know that like on top of drinking alcohol that will destroy me the next day. Like I chose that I wanted alcohol instead of gluten. And like, that was, that was it. So like, choose your heart. All right, so you guys know that I live for Western wear, specifically my boots and my hat. So I wanna talk a little bit about 
a brand new brand that is new to Reno, Nevada, and is from our beautiful babe over here. So, Britton, tell us what Murdoch's is. Well, first of all, hats have been one of my truest loves since I was a kid. I swear I had a hat on in every single picture as a child. And then they quickly became a BLFT signature. We couldn't find the hat that was just perfect. And so we decided to design our own. Murdoch's is a family brand that started in the great state of Nevada in the 1950s. My great-grandparents started Murdoch's Western Wear. Fast forward 60 years, the Murdoch sisters recreate this homegrown brand by curating a hat line that embodies the spirit of Nevada. We were raised in this amazing state and we watch a Nevadan's ability to put in a hard day's work on the ranch followed by a hard night's play at the casinos. We pulled inspiration from the everyday beauty around us, the sunsets, Lake Tahoe, the mountains, and the forests. I'm not gonna lie, I have full body chills right now because you hit so many nails on the head just now. Like there's nothing that screams Reno, Nevada more than family and community and a little bit of Western. So the fact that you put all of our favorite things together and then you made it all about like bringing back the roots of your family brings me so much joy. Y'all need to check out Murdoch's Hats. Where do you find them? Murdoch'sHatsInApparel.com. We love it. Go shop, y'all. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash angel phoenix productions. That makes so much sense to me. I feel like as adults, we think that we have it all figured out and the same roles apply to us as they do for children. Mm -hmm. So like, and I think that we can all think of the people in our lives that simply don't discipline their children. Right. right? But kids need discipline. I mean, we're sitting here, we're not moms, but like, I think it just our, our, you know, just what we grew up with. We're the with. oldest. So, yeah. and by a lot, like I'm four years, you're 10 years. Seven and 10, let's Seven like not 10. like broadcast. Okay. okay. So <laughs> we all know this. So like kids need discipline and with proper discipline, the child learns about consequences, how to take responsibility for their actions. In turn, they learn to manage their own emotions and behavior. So what happens when a child isn't disciplined? You end up with an unhappy, angry, hard to get along with child who doesn't make friends easy and then is isolated mm -hmm. because people start to avoid them, not just kids, but adults too. Like no one wants to be around a kid who's unhappy throwing tantrums mm -hmm. because they weren't disciplined. They crave that discipline. Mm -hmm. Children do. And so do adults. So this carries over to us. Like we are the ones that have to make the mm -hmm. decisions for us. No one is like, like I said earlier, no one's going to stand over you and say, wake up, go to the gym. Right. Right. But it's the responsibility of oneself to create the discipline. So the consequences of failing to create that discipline in your life are the exact same as a child. You become unhappy, angry. Yep. You aren't good company. And so you don't make friends or romantic relationships easily. And then you become isolated. So like you have to have like self-discipline in your life or you literally become that spoiled child in a adult body. God, this is just like, as we're having this conversation, there's so many things coming up. There's so many like crossovers for me, but we've talked about alignment on the podcast before. And it's like, what I feel like is like, I'm disciplined in my alignment now. Like I want to make sure I always feel in alignment. And so like, whatever it's going to take for me to get into that space. And as I've done that, and you've seen this happen a lot of like, let me tell you ladies, they always come back and like, also now I'm too busy. And like, I think that like, also when you look at me living in my alignment last week, sales were coming through. When I was living in my alignment, Lauren came to me and was like, Hey, can I get advice on this thing? And that was led to me hiring her. Like when you live in your alignment and you're disciplined in your alignment and your commitment to yourself and your goals, you will be successful. 100%. It's like that old saying that people say, like, when you're happy, you'll find someone. And it's like, I understand what right. they're saying, but it's like when you are, like you said, saying disciplining yourself and you have been totally doing this that like I, t I texted you yesterday and I was like, your light is shining so bright. It's like when you are self-disciplined, when you're living in your alignment, you have like you exert this light mm -hmm. and you attract so many different people. So for you, all these guys are literally coming out of the woodwork and whether they I feel like it's the universe's way of just like bringing them back to you and you're like actually I'm good. Thank I you. I get so a choice. Much. 
They like see, it's like a new, they like see your spotlights in the sky. It's like, they're like, oh, there's Brit shining from Midtown. Like I can fucking see it all the way from, but it's true. And everyone can see it. It's a pair. It's not just the guys coming out of the woodwork. Everyone Opportunities. Opportunity, the right people coming into your life. You know, things just start to flow a little Mm. bit easier. And there's not so much friction towards like that next step. My girlfriend and I, Morgan, we were having a great conversation the other day and she got a phone call by, from somebody big, like huge. And she was just like, this is it. Like we've been doing it. Like we've been focusing on ourselves. We've been disciplined. We've been, cause we were talking about like today's podcast last night. And she's like, you know, with the discipline and like the commitment to myself and my own health and my own wellness, like in my own business and all of that, she's like, all of these things are presenting themselves to me now. And I think that that's the ticket is like, you can't control all these outside. I can't control how men feel about me. I know what I'm, I know what I'm capable of, but I like, now I'm in a position of power where I get to choose. And I think that that's like a big thing. And when you look at attractive, it's attractive. And like, even when I keep saying things that I think will turn them away, there's a really funny comedy skit about this where like this girl just says like off the wall shit. And the guy's like, I think I might love you. And it's like, (laughs) it's like, you just, nothing that isn't, and it's just so cliche. And I remember when I was like in the gritty of it, I was like, fuck you. I never want to hear that again. But it's like, when you're in <laughs> the heat of the moment, like Christian, <laughs> it's killing me I every time. I can't look at it. I can't look at it. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I literally saw it out of the corner. I was like, I couldn't keep it going. I couldn't keep it going. But what I was trying to say is that like, in the gritty of it ever, or in like the hard part of it in the grit of it, when I was like really in my emotions and I wasn't living in my alignment, I wasn't putting myself first. And I was like, really just like desperate for whatever would come my way. I remember people would literally just be like, you could say whatever the fuck you want to somebody who wants to be with you. And it would not turn them away. And it was like, that po- cannot possibly be true. Cause from my experience, if I say one wrong word, people leave. Right. But that's not true. Like, and how liberating is that? Is like all you have to do is be yourself. You can say anything totally, right. completely off the wall, and that person is still going to make y- the choice to be with you. Yeah. And I totally know what you're saying as far as like, I don't know. I just lost my. Train. I think the dis- that fucking moving note. The, I think the discipline really comes from like be the discipline is the commitment to yourself and to your goal and to your path. So, um, you know, I think that you know, there, there's this quote by Marcus Aurelius. It's you have power over your mind, not outside events. So realize this and you will find strength. And that is where I'm at right now. I feel like I've realized that like, I cannot control all of these outside circumstances. Like we've talked about, and maybe it's hard to see the connection of the dots. Maybe this is the collection of it all, but we just talked about like, you know, me saying until you tell me what you feel need want, then I don't know. Right. I can't control the outside circumstances. I've recognized that. And I'm not willing to sacrifice my own mental health, my own peace, my own happiness in this moment and taking in this moment because I can't understand what you're feeling that you haven't expressed to me. This, yeah, this totally has me thinking. I was like every single day that we like wake up and make the choice and we continue to put ourselves and our mental health and all of that first. Right. We And it's hard, like we said, but you, every single day you wake up, you do the right thing, you move your life forward, you treat people with respect, all of these things, you stay disciplined in your life. You never know what day that person that is going to walk into your life and be a a business game changer. You never know what that's going to be. So continuing to do the right thing is hard, but your big break is right around the corner. It could be tomorrow. Right. And you don't know. But in our society, I feel like we struggle with this so much because we are such an instant gratification. We have easy buttons for every single thing. We don't even have to go to the grocery store anymore. And I'm so grateful for this because you can order groceries and they show up on your doorstep. You can order Uber Eats if you're craving Mm -hmm. something. There is an easy button for nearly everything. However, I think that we feel like it's going to transfer over into our lives and that there's an easy button for success. We look at these successful people and we want what they have. And you can ask them, is there a secret? Like, what is your secret of getting to this? Do the work. They're going to say, I woke up every day and I stayed disciplined and I did the work. Mm -hmm. And that's the only ticket to success. And there's, there's no other way around it. There's no easy button. There's no Uber eats for success. It honest or for fulfillment. 
Truly. And so it's like making that choice every single day. And like you said, choose your heart. The time is going to pass either way. It's going to be hard either way. Mm -hmm. So you might as well stay disciplined and continue to move yourself forward every single day, inch by inch, because you never know what's around that next corner. Yep. Okay. So with that, that was a very good analogy, by the way, your analogies are top, top of the line. The I think we skipped over the battery one with the Wi-Fi searching for Wi-Fi. And I, think <laughs> I just feel like I'm always feeling out for people's fucking connection. I'm like, I, can I connect to you? I'm like, you're upset here. Okay, like fucking. 1,000%. Oh, no, I God. feel that in my core. I watched my cousins do it. I like literally, my cousin was like crying. And I was like, so what is actually happening here? And she's like, nobody's really mad. And I was like, nobody told you you're mad, dude. They're mad. Like, how are you supposed to know? Mm. So, um, okay, so let's go through practical application. Uh, We pulled this from Mark Manson because we're kind of on a kick with him. You guys know we love Atomic Habits. We have an episode on that. You can go back and listen if you want to learn about building habits. And the key thing for this was Forbes' breakdown of the discipline of Navy SEALs. And we felt like if Navy Navy SEALs can, can do it, we probably can't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> then, yeah, then we're out. <laughs> but I think that's like a good, uh, you know, striving point. Well, no, for sure. And I think that if you look at any good, like, core team, I mean, Nick Saban at Alabama, best football, college football team ever. I mean, he's arguably one of the best coaches to ever exist. And what he preaches day in and day out is discipline. Yep. It's the same thing for our military and for Navy SEALs. His, his whole outlook is like, if you take care of your job, look, all these people are five-star recruits. So they're the best athletes in the nation. Yeah. But he says, okay, this is your job. Take care of that. You don't need to do more than that. You don't need to do less than that. Do your job and this whole machine will work. Right. If you get outside of what your job is, it breaks down. Right. So stay in your lane, right. stick to your talents. And exactly. So know your strengths and weaknesses yep. is the first one. So know where you easily excel in your potential roadblocks. I think this is so, so, so essential. I feel like so many people try to be something that they're not. Yeah. This takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of work to figure out what your strengths are. Right. I think a really good example about this, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast, but, um, I really don't mind confrontation. Like I have no problem. And I remember early on in like working together, Britain was like, I can't believe you just did that. Like she was like, it, what was it? It was you like, have oh, a I just very strong voice. Like you speak <clears throat> up for what you want and need where like, I struggle with this a little bit more because I'm thinking of the other person's perspective. And I'm like, oh, is this time of day bad for them? Are they going to be able to do this? Is this outside of their scope? Are they like, I'm yeah. always thinking of the other person and you're like, look, we need it this way. Right. Cause that's, what's best for us. Right. Also we're paying you to do a job. Right. Like, so you, you have that control and like, we're in that voice. Because for me, life is transactional and I'm working on this because I need to be better. And literally we talked about this in therapy yesterday, but like I have to be, but I think everything is a transaction. It is why I struggle with creating new relationships because I'm like, what are you providing to me? And what am I providing to you? It's a sales mindset. So I, to me, if there is an exchange of money, I'm providing you a talent, you're providing me money. I, or whatever, you're providing me a talent. I'm providing you money, whichever way it goes. Like I'm paying you to do a job. I expect you to do it. That's helped me so much because I've always underestimated my worth or value as far as like, in honestly, my skills. So like knowing your strengths and weaknesses, be real about them. Be honest with yourself. Like I would always underestimate what I'm good at. It's like, I'm bad. I know what I'm bad at. And I highlight that all the fucking time. I'm so insecure about that. But like, I need to know what I'm good at and just like, I had to really reinforce that. Once I did, my confidence level went way up. It's like, I'm aware of my weaknesses, make fun of them. I'll make fun of them with you, but this is what I'm fucking good at. I will also say that I, it might look like I can handle the confrontation or I might have a strong voice, but I have that strong voice because I do know my strengths. I know that I'm a really strong leader and I know that I have a really strong branding. So I lean into the areas of like, if I see a hole in branding or if I see a hole in leadership, I know that I'm capable of stepping into that role and that like, I am building the, like my weakness, I'm carrying my weakness. I don't love confrontation. I'll be honest. I don't like having to like discipline people or like, I don't like to be disciplined. Like the concept is not fun for me, but I wouldn't say confrontation. I just would say like you are an advocate for your needs and what, you know, other people's as well. Right. You will take that role as like spokesperson. Oh, I'm a protector. Yeah. Like, but, and I even look at like my relationship with my teams in the past. And now even with Lauren, it's like, I provide 
I know that I provide freedom of time and I know that I provide good pay. And I know that I provide all of these other things like to you. You're not going to micromanage. I'm not going to micromanage you. You have like, and I know that if you give me what I need and you can do a good job at what you, I've paid you to do, I will take you all the way to the fucking finish line with me. And I, I'm not stopping at like a couple hundred thousand dollars. Like I want millions. So mm -hmm. if you want to be on that train with me, come along. Like, and if you go. don't get right. the fuck off right. and like, and I'm happy to tell you that, but you are like, Again, so you know your strengths, right? You're like hop on, let's go. You also know your weaknesses, yes. And that's where you hired to. You're right. like, hey, look, this is what I don't want to do. This is my weakness. Let's go. Yeah. Should my loud mouth be on stories every on Haven and Flex's stories every I mean, single day? Because I had have a podcast, right? So you're allowed. Yeah, but this is, is a lane. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I think that people on Haven and Flex that <laughs> are not trying to hear me say the f word every other word are not listening to Bob. Like, I think that that's like an important thing to like when I'm not supporting wellness alone. That people aren't coming here for that. Got you. Because I'm a very complex person, you know. Um, so yeah, know your strengths and weaknesses. Be honest about them. Yep. Number two, set clear goals and have an ex execution plan. So what do you want your life to look like? We were just talking about yeah. this, not the job you want or the six pack that you think you need. What does your life look and feel like to you and what will be required for you to get there? Yeah. I think that the big thing is, and like as projectors are like path to alignment, how we know we're in alignment is success, right? So for us, it's like, what does success look like for us? That's like, and we're both, um, we're both like not, and I want to talk about manifestation with Tay Grewey. So we'll have to have that conversation off air, but like I can't manifest literal. I'm like a non-specific manifester, which basically means that like, I can't say like, I want to be in vogue. Like that's just not going to happen for me. I have to like know what the feeling is. So for me, it makes more sense to say like long-term, this is what I want my life to feel like. And this is what I want it to be like. I really want it to be cozy in a lot of ways, like financially, right. literally. <laughs> right. Um, and so I think that, and then set your, your short-term goals along the path of like what you want to do. And like, what do you want to give back to? Like, again, your goal doesn't have to be like, I'm going to be a, like the head salesperson at whatever the hell thing. Because when you get there, then what? Right. It could literally be like, I want to help people. And that is what, that's the difference between me and everybody other salespeople. And we have this conversation often, but my goal was always to help my customers. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to make a strong, have a strong bottom line. And I understood the importance of that. And so I did whatever I could in order to make sure they could do that by doing that and helping the customer. They then kept coming back for sales. So we were both winning, right? I will immediately pull myself from a retailer that does not sell my products. And the reason I do that is because you're holding up my inventory. I don't appreciate that you're not selling it. So you're sitting on inventory and it's hurting your bottom line. So who is that helping? Literally nobody. It looks like my shit doesn't sell. That doesn't help me from no, a marketing perspective. Exactly. That hurts me. So right. um, I think that it can be like something like as specific as that, but it also can be like, you know, what does success look like to you? Like for me, success is being able to help as many mm -hmm. people around me, especially like my closest people to me. And also like on a larger scale. So like, how do I do that? Well, being successful in my business will then allow me to then give back in the ways that I want to yep. and to like, you know, bring all these people up with me and provide yeah. them a life that maybe they didn't know that they could have and comfort and success that they didn't know that they could have. Yeah. So that's like my ultimate goal. Now, obviously it comes through in a different type of way as far as like, a specific business, but, but I think that goes back to the life pillars we talked about in the last podcast mm -hmm. is like you set your life pillars and then you figure out what fucks you're going to give per day. So what are those and how can you prioritize, prioritize your tasks and plans to align with your desired life? Britain, tell us what BLFT is all about because you know it's my favorite place to shop. The Biggest Little Fashion Truck is a family-owned and operated boutique on wheels. We got started five years ago because I had this deep desire to make women feel more confident. And I found out that one of the many ways you can enhance your confidence was through clothing. Hence our why, confidence through clothing. We love some confidence in our lives. We pride ourselves in bringing back that old school expertise in customer service by providing an experience, whether it be at our pop-up events around town. We love the pop-up events. I'm at those with her all the time and they are fire. 
or we have a storefront, the Babe Cave. We just want each and every babe to feel better and be ready to be seen after shopping with us. Shop us online at the Babe Cave or our pop-up events at local businesses around town. We can't wait to see you and a little something special we have for you. Use promo code BOB20 for 20% off your purchase online. Hell yeah, I'm gonna be shopping today. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. Which brings us to number three. Daily (laughs) diligence, (laughs) like practice it. So self-discipline is a learned behavior. Um, Just like any other skill, it requires daily practice and repetition. I think at the beginning of this, I talked about, I started with the word consistency and I moved into the word diligence. Mm -hmm. Consistency was easy because it was one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. I knew that if I just did that thing every single day, for X amount of days, like maybe it would help me. And then when I started to actually see the results, the two pack, the joke is a two pack right now that I, I went to Hawaii and I was like, you guys, I don't want you to be alarmed, but I have a two pack now. And then I like drink all the alcohol. And there was no two. There's never been a two pack, but there has been a two pack. But once you see like the results, it's motivating to keep going. So you have that consistency. And now that you're getting the results, it's hard to stay disciplined in like, what you're doing and like practicing that daily diligence to make sure that you continue to move forward. Cause you've gotten the result that you wanted, but what can you do more? Like what would happen if you took that consistency and you continued forward with it? What would that bring you mm-hmm. and to build upon it? So that brings us to the next point, which is number four, create new habits and rituals. One thing at a time here, again, like start small and slowly right. work your way into adding additional habits that will help you attain your desired le- your desired life. So like we talked about, I set the foundation with consistency. Right. Then I started adding on, like my supplement routine got more intense because I was like, whoa, 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 like this is helping me. But like, what if I like tried magnesium? Like right. that might level me up. Or like, what if I tried like liver? Like that's a lot, but it does help a lot because I drink a lot. It repairs your liver. Totally. So, you know, you think about things like that. And but you've already established a habit in taking the time in the morning or whenever you do it to prioritize yourself. So yep. now you can, you know, stack those habits together. And I built the original habit off of drinking coffee. So this is what we're talking about in habit stacking. Again, we have a podcast on this so you can get more into it. But basically like committing to yourself, you said you'd do this for yourself and you really like want to do it. So that was kind of like, you started with the supplement, you realized you needed to do the supplements and now you're going to have it stack because you want to build more success and, and more routine. So, um, you're just stacking one habit on top of the other. So coffee, I know to right. the next thing, to the next no, thing. I wasn't saying that. Oh. I have two things to say about this. Sorry. Okay. I was just doing that signal because I, I was like, two things to say. Peace he said, we're over time per usual. So the committing to yourself, that is such a huge one because I think that a lot of people want things to be different um, as far as like they want to create discipline in their life in some area or another, or they say they do, but do they truly want it to be different? You have to commit yourself. Like a lot of people, how many times have you heard people that say like, I'm cutting back on drinking? Oh my God. And it's like, I'm the person. (laughs) Do they truly want that? Do you truly want to cut back on drinking? Because you have to look at like what that's going to do to your whole life. Right. And so it's like, commit to yourself and be honest. Like, is that truly what you want? Or are you just saying that because everyone else is saying that around you? And then the habit stack, that's another thing that's like, I feel like is so important. And also just like, we always talk about longevity Mm -hmm. because you can be disciplined for one week. And when you start something, it's so easy to have all the energy and be disciplined for that first week. We all know like back to school shopping, you had all your binders, you were so organized or like got your books, like whatever. You didn't freaking do anything with it. Like be real. Do they even have binders now? I don't know what they have. I don't know what they have, but for people our age, yeah, 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 yeah. any, or even just when you start something new, you're all about it for one week, but it's like creating that lifestyle and having the courage to know and like the belief in yourself to, if you fall off, if a life circumstance knocks you off the track that you will hop back on you, if you, if working out is what you're trying to do every single day and create this, you know, be diligent in your workouts, Mm -hmm. but then you have, let's say you get an injury and it knocks you off. That doesn't mean that you're done working out for the rest of your life. It means that when do what you can, 
and then hop right back on. It means you have a new choice. And that will create the lifestyle change. Right. I, this goes back to that like little girl. And I, this is something I learned in therapy is like, what would you tell that little girl? And it's like, if you stop committing to yourself, how are you going to explain that to that little girl? How am I going to say to five-year-old me, like, it may, like makes me tear up even thinking about it. Like, how am I going to say to five-year-old me, yo, like everybody else isn't going to have your back. And also you don't even have your back. Like, well, how are you setting the foundation for yourself? You set the expectation for every, the way everybody else treats you. If you can't commit to yourself and be disciplined and be honest with yourself and like create the routine and rituals and habits that you need in order to be successful, who the fuck is going to do it for you? No one. No one is going to do it for you. So, and be real about it. Yeah. Be honest with yourself. Do you truly want that to change? If not, don't let yourself fail. And then the time will come that you are ready to make that change. I mean, and that's like, we think, talk, I mean, the partying, right? Like, yeah, I used to drink way too much. Okay. I used to fuck around way too much, quite frankly. Now I don't. And I have moments where I'm like, I would like to do that. And I've been talking a lot about like how I'm drinking a lot less because quite frankly, it is a lot less. And I have guilt around going out on the weekends and it has lessened quite a bit. But last week I drank every single night with my cousins and I had to let go of the guilt of being like, oh, you're the person who drinks less now though. It's like, no, you're just here with your cousins on vacation, having a good time. You can adjust to that thing. I'm okay with that. My mom and dad felt like I was drinking too much, but they're both sober. But then you came back and right. then you hop back on to your, you know, diligence and being disciplined, but not doing it. There's a time and place to blow off steam. There's you're always look, sometimes being too disciplined takes away from the spontaneous joy that right. you have in your life. Don't be that type A person that is like, well, this is my routine and I'm so disciplined that I can't enjoy life. Right. Have the confidence in yourself and the willpower to know that you are going to hop back on mm-hmm. when the time comes. Right. Because if you, you could have been in Mexico and been miserable and not let it go and not have lived in the moment and not have had those memories and those joy, yep. but you came back and you're back on. Right. And it's just, that is where, like knowing where it ends yep. and then hopping back on. Yep. So, and I think that this is kind of, again, like these all really lead into each other, but number five is change your perception about willpower. So if you believe you have a limited amount of willpower, then you probably do. So you have to change your mind. And this is like a big mindset thing. I'm in a mindset space right now. So I apologize if you guys are sick of it, but it is helpful. So um, a Navy SEAL who thinks he will not succeed probably will not survive. Like literally will probably not survive. So you have to give yourself hope and like you've made it this far and you're this resilient. So like there, you could keep going, just do one more. Like right. it gives, it goes back to the Ed my lot thing. Like the power of one more, you can do it for one more second. You can do it for one more day. Right. You don't have to have this huge vision in front of you. Like take it one day. Can you do this job for one more day? Right. You sure shit can. Right. And so it's like, I always, I mean, when I first started the business, I would get so overwhelmed mm-hmm. and just be like, I need to quit and just go get another job. And oh I was my like, God, yeah. no, just make it through one more day. Right. Right. So yeah. And I love this part about the Navy SEAL because, you know, if they think that they're not going to succeed, not only are they not going to succeed, but they're probably going to lose their life. Yeah. And so it's like, and do you know that 85% of people who try out to be a Navy, Navy SEAL fail? I did not 85. know that. That's crazy. It's insane. And so they know that going into it. They're like, 85 of us aren't going to be here, but every single one of them right. thinks it's going to be them that's making it right. through, which is so cool. So it's like, having that willpower, betting on yourself and having the confidence that even if you do get off track, you are resilient enough to get back on. Exactly. Number six is give yourself a backup plan. So I love this. And this actually aligned with something else I saw from, um, Huberman who is like a scientist and stuff, um, has a podcast should listen to it. I'm forgetting a lot of details because I just got really hungry, but um, psychologists use a technique to boost willpower called implementation intention. And that's when you give yourself a plan to deal with a potentially difficult situation um, you know that you'll likely face. So this isn't like a backup plan that assumes you will fail at plan A. This This isn't like plan B. This is like the perfect example that I saw was Michael Phelps that year that I think he won seven or eight medals that eighth, seventh, third, that last race that he did was like a standard race for him that he was like always successful. He always won that race. Like it was his strongest race. And let's say for, I don't remember the number of it, but let's say for this purpose, it was a hundred yards. What he practiced was his goggles flooding. 
And he practiced that over and over and over again and knew the number of strokes it took to get from one end of the pool to the next and how to feel to stay in his lane. And I think that that is the plan B or like the, the failure that you're looking at, like what are the circumstances that could potentially go wrong and how are you going to handle them? Because Michael Phelps trained for that, he was able to win that last award and that last medal because in his last race, he jumped into the pool and his goggles flooded and he mm -hmm. couldn't see, but he knew how many um, strokes it took to get to finish the race and to win. And so he did exactly that and it didn't slip him up. It didn't change his performance. It just kept him on the path that he needed to because he prepared for a potential failure. Right. And it's like you, he didn't, you know, expect it to go wrong, but he was prepared for when it did. And I, I love this that it's not a plan B, but it's having alternate routes that you can mm -hmm. take yeah. when there are unexpected obstacles. Right. And so my dad always says, and this is what he, we're not saying here, but he always says, have plan A, if that doesn't go right, B, C, D, E, F. He says all the way through the end of the alphabet yep. because that's the only way that you're not going to give up or that you're not just going to throw your hands up and surrender and say, I'm done here. It's like, no, I knew that something, that there was a potential obstacle. I knew that there was going to be a slowdown in the road or traffic. And so I'm going to actually get up on this exit and right. take a roundabout way. Right. 1000%. And I have always done that. Like I've always had plan A to Z and, and, but the plan A to Z wasn't that like I'm giving up on plan A. It was just like an alternate route to your point. And I think that well, that's like being prepared makes you more confident, makes you more confident. Like your worst case scenario is all of a sudden not such worst case. You're like, I, I can handle that. Right. Yeah. Um, and the seventh is uh, find your trusted team. I think that this is a perfect example of leveling yourself up. I feel like I have felt this by having Britain, Morgan, a lot of the people, Tiffany, a lot of the people we've had on this podcast, Nat Mills, who I just realized I owe a text message. Um, like all of my girlfriends who are in business, who when things are going sideways, they tell me when I'm wrong. Like they tell me here, this is how you could adjust. Or like, yeah, that sucks that that happened. You've been there. Here's what I did. Or like, here's another option for you. You need people in your life who tell you no, who tell you that you're wrong and who do it in a way that is not hurtful to you. Right. And people that you respect, because I will tell you, I've had people who've told me no, who I don't respect. And I'm like, you can absolutely go fuck yourself. Right. And it's not that they're like criticizing you and you're not taking it personally. You're like, hey, thanks. Like that's gonna help me get there faster. And I like how you have here, the elite performers always know what they're doing right while concentrating on what they're doing wrong. I feel this so hard. Mm -hmm. Like what we're, for me, it's like what I'm doing right, that's a given. Yeah. Like I'm gonna keep doing that. It's like all, I'm always focused on what we're doing wrong so that we can make it a right. Right. And then put it in fast and because keep going. Wrongs are your growth. Like right. that's an opportunity for growth. Wrongs are opportunity, they're lessons. Mm -hmm. Like let's figure them out you're, you've already built a system around the success. Like right. we don't need to worry about that. That's like behind us. Right. So uh, there was a lot of hand motions for this mic right. being here. Um, the last one is number eight and that is forgive yourself and move forward. Like poor Christian is going to forgive us for going so far over time right now. It's hard to do. Forgiving yeah. yourself is really hard. And even with all our best intentions and laid plans, we sometimes fall short. Each failure is a lesson. We always talk about that. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I, I feel like I really struggle with this. Yeah. I'm super hard on myself and it just hinders your success because you sit in this failure and you like are just so hard on yourself that you're not moving forward in your mind. You're, that time is essentially wasted. Yeah. I think we can look to like, um, high performance athletes and even like actresses like JLo, mm -hmm. um, in something like this, because it's so clear cut and dry for them. But it's like JLo didn't give up when she didn't re get recognized for her countless life-changing, wildly impactful movies. Like mm -hmm. she, she made like very powerful movies and she's never really been recognized for them. She didn't even get like her own stage on a halftime show. And she's one of the most, like, she's a global pop star. Like right. she's fucking incredible. She didn't even get her own stage for the Super Bowl, Like that didn't stop her. No. She just kept creating more powerful content. She was like, oh, you're not gonna let me have my own stage for halftime show. Like I'm gonna actually make a documentary about what you did yeah. called halftime <laughs> and call your ass out on it. And like, here's another powerful thing on things I've learned in my experiences that I've had. I'm putting everything on blast 
And now I'm going to move forward and do the next thing. So she leaned into her team and herself and she kept her eyes on the prize. And that's what I Definitely. appreciate about her. I know. I love that. And just she, you know, she wasn't perfect in their failures. And I feel like almost being so aware that you know that you're going to fail, like yeah. not having this like ego complex to think that everything is going to be successful. Like you are going to fail and you have to have a short memory as far as those, like learn from them and move on. Like I had to learn this in softball because I used to like get so down, but like statistically you fail seven out of 10 times. Just look <laughs> at the screen. The screen note currently says we'll never forgive you. <laughs> Jesus God, Christian. Christian. Okay, right, let's well, do our closing thoughts. We're going to wrap this up now that it's highlighted. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think like the overall thing here is that there's a lot of aspects to discipline. I think be easy on yourself. Make sure that when you fall off the wagon, you get back on, take it one step at a time. I mean, obviously I'm like rounding these up, but I feel like we've talked about a lot of different things here. Mm-hmm. Um your path is going to be different than everybody else's. So stop looking at everybody else's path. Totally change your perception about willpower, find your trusted team that you can lean on mm-hmm. and then forgive yourself and move forward. Yep. All right. Well, I feel like this was jam packed with information. I hope you guys had a wonderful time here and we are going to leave you with all of that. So follow along Brit on blast and find us on BLFT Reno Haven Influx and Murdoch Hats and Apparel, wherever you are on social media. If you guys like the show, we would love if you would share it with somebody. Let them know like, hey, this might help you. Maybe it won't help anybody. We feel like it might help somebody. Um, Subscribe, review Bird on Blast wherever you're listening. We love y'all. Thank you for letting us do this. Honestly, it's just, we're shocked every time we get the numbers. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, we have people that listen to it. Like thousands of people are listening. It shocks me because I'm just used to... I, well, I'm planning for failure. Same. So <laughs> it's amazing. We've been disciplined though. We have been. Every week. We have been disciplined with this and we have been consistent and we show up and we have improved. We're giving it our all y'all and we hope that you enjoy and thank you so, 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 so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers y'all. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.